0: Whether you're working a corporate job, side hustling, or building a business, Working Girl Talk is the podcast and community for women who work. I'm your host, Abby Zufelt, and I'm here to help you feel confident walking into the workday and to help you get excited about your career. Now, let's talk. Hello, Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's episode is a little different. This is a little Abby food for thought. So we're just going to get straight to it. And it kind of leans on some news stories here. So we get a little bit of news today, a little bit of food for thought. So earlier this week on the Working Girl Talk Instagram account, I shared a post from Business Insider, basically saying that employees according to a study, employees prefer flexibility over a 30K raise. And I'll talk a little bit more about all of that in the sourcing, but I ended up posting that to the story and got a ton of reactions. And I even put a poll on there saying, would you take a 30K raise and say goodbye to work from home or I love work from home. Keep the money. And it was very interesting. So that kind of sparked this whole idea for this episode and some recent articles I've stumbled upon and some listeners and friends have sent to me. So it kind of turned into this whole big thing on the future of work, how our mindsets are shifting in the workplace and how employers are adapting to that. And just how much of an effect 2020 and the pandemic and all of these things had on us as like the workforce. So buckle up. We're going to go on a journey today and I hope you enjoy it. Referencing that Instagram post and I'll link it from Business Insider. They said, quote, a study from professional network app Blind shows employees prefer flexibility over a 30K raise. Flexibility work leads to fewer missed days less turnover, and improves career longevity. I don't know the exact details of the polling. I don't know who was polled, how it was phrased, and the sample size here. So I am going to put that disclaimer. Like I do not know any of that. And even some of the comments were like, I don't know if this is a fair representation. I don't know who they polled. They didn't say. So again, not sure on that. And honestly, Business Insider had this as like a premium article. So I couldn't even read the whole thing. So we're just going off of this Instagram post here. But all of that to say, we don't really even need that information because we're just kind of talking about the mindset of that. So even if you asked two people that, and one person said they'd rather work from home than get a thirty k raise, and the other person didn't, like already, like we're kind of just having this mindset shift, like this conversation. So when I pulled you about it, so I put this on the Instagram story for Working Girl Talk, I saw that the poll said sixty two percent of you said you would buy work from home, take the raise. 38% of you said, keep your money, I'm working from home. I think that's just interesting. And again, my sample size is more of you would take the raise, but I bet that number would have even been more drastic, like more people would have said the raise one if this whole work from home phase, 2020, the pandemic hadn't happened. I feel like that's still a pretty big percent of people like turning down A large amount of money and I had to even think about what I would do myself and it's funny that I even had to do that because I feel like back in the day or maybe even like when I was just starting out in my career it's like yeah I'll take a 30k raise without a thought in the world and that's totally okay but It was interesting to find myself like really thinking about that. I was like, what would I pick? Like I was really struggling and I ended up picking the option that said I would just keep work from home. And again, I know there's a lot of factors at play here. This is kind of just a fun scenario. Most people did pick the raise option. So not saying that's bad at all. I think that is a great option but I think the whole mindset thing is just interesting because the chances are if you did do the poll, you probably had to take a second to think about it too, which I think us even kind of thinking that and considering that work from home option, us even thinking that is already this mind shift, this mindset shift that's happening. So ultimately I did lean toward having that option to just work from home. Maybe that's because I am a side hustler and I do this and Maybe it's because I felt less stressed this past year working from home. Who knows? But I did get a few responses from you, which kind of inspired this as well. So one of the responses I got said, I probably would just take the money buy a house, and then within a year or two, find a new job that's work from home. And I honestly would probably change my answer to that. That is a great idea. But again, still that mindset of eventually I want that flexible work option, which is what I'm trying to get at. I think our mindsets are shifting a little bit here because eventually you would want that. Like, it's okay. Like, we'll we'll do full-time in office, 30K extra. That's awesome. But eventually, I do want that flexible work option. And one of my questions was, again, where did this question even come from? Like, I don't know the full circumstances of this study. I don't, I've never actually even heard of the professional network at Blind, the business insider, they did the study. So again, we don't have all the details, but... I was just like, wonder where this question even came from. Like, did this actually happen to a company? Was this just that company, like putting an idea out there and getting feedback? They just wanted to measure it. Not sure all the specifics are where it originated, but I think I was just thinking about it. Would a company really ever offer that amount to make you not work from home? I'm not sure, but I could definitely see it as a possibility. Maybe not that amount. A 30K raise is huge, but there are a lot of companies that don't necessarily like the work from home model. I say that knowing that there are definitely industries and companies that can't even do a work from home model like factories, laboratories, A lot of the medical field industries like pharmacies or if you're a surgeon like you can't do that stuff from home so some jobs are only able to be done on site nothing wrong with that and this scope that we're talking about are the ones that can potentially be done remotely but it is interesting that even after all that proof of that work that can be done wherever you want (laughs) basically after this year we've had that some institutions are really holding on to that you have to be at your desk no matter what not that that's good or bad we're strictly just talking about what's happening and we've seen it in the memes if you follow a lot of like workplace meme accounts which I do like people are like when your boss says going back to the office and just like no like the devastation so it is happening like people are transitioning to back to the office but some companies are having a little twist on it like now that they've seen that the flexibility model works throwing that in a little bit And I'll get to that in a sec, but back to some of your responses. I did get a response from a new mom and she said that work from home has granted her flexibility to manage her family time and work time and said that mental health of being able to work from home was more important to her. So that's more of her priority. And again, it's just an interesting shift in priorities and even the fact that you want to focus on your priorities too. So again, there's a situation where somebody really values the work from home. I think that this is just a conversation that's getting brought to the forefront right now. And I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting that this is even an option. Whereas like years past, if you think of maybe like your parents or grandparents in the workforce, Working from home, wouldn't this wouldn't have even been a conversation on the table. So that's what I'm getting at here is that this is even a conversation that employers and companies and businesses can even have right now. This is a big shift and I think it's more prevalent than ever before because everyone had to kind of adapt to the different environment of 2020 and the pandemic. All that to say... Work from home definitely has its drawbacks too. So that's why I think companies are trying to find a happy medium. So the Atlantic did report work from homers. So people that work from home have been working longer hours and more weekends than before the pandemic and are likely to report loneliness, depression, anxiety than people working in person, according to Gallup. The Atlantic also went on to say at the end of April, nearly 66% of respondents to a morning consult poll said they wanted to return to the office as soon as possible. Half of remote workers even miss their commute. So that's from The Atlantic. And again, that's kind of that other side of this. Like there are a lot of people that weren't really huge fans of work from home all the time. The Atlantic went on to say in the same morning consult poll, 84% of respondents said they enjoyed remote work. So with anything, there's lots of opinions. I think you can enjoy something but also get sick of it if it's too much, maybe. And the name of that article by The Atlantic is actually called there's a perfect number of days to work from home and it's two so I think they're kind of like from all of their research and what they've looked into is kind of like hey we need this happy medium here all of this to say priorities are definitely shifting long-term goals are shifting for employees and workplaces are taking notice some of these companies are adapting like Throughout all of last year I was reporting on different models that people were using like Twitter and Salesforce a lot of people going remote and even now Google which I talked about in an episode a few weeks back is instituting a policy where you are 2 days in office and then 3 days wherever you work best. I think that's it's either 3 days in office or 2 days in office. It's either way it's like a it's definitely an adaptive model like that. And I liked that they specifically did say wherever you work best. And because that's the thing, this model does go both ways. Full-time in office isn't that flexible but full-time at home can have its negatives. So I think that's really what this conversation is gonna turn into. Like what's that happy medium? What's that balance? And it really seems to me that people don't mind going to the office. I mean, that's work. A lot of that's expected, but want to have that flexibility because now you know that you can get your job done from home if you have a job that is able to be done remotely. I've heard a lot of people that I know personally, not pushing back in a negative way, but just kind of like asking questions and really brainstorming with their bosses and management, on hey is there a way we can come to like a compromise here like why do you want me in the office every single day if I've kind of proven myself so those conversations are definitely happening and I think it really just comes down to you to us people who are working what do we want companies are paying attention to that phenomenon so it's kind of becoming an option are there a million other reasons why you would work for a company besides their work from home policy Absolutely, Which leads me to the next shift that's happening. And it's been happening for a while, but with 2020 and the pandemic, things are changing more drastically. And what I'm talking about is the mindset of leaving jobs and job happiness. So there's an article by the New York Times that my friend sent to me. Shout out to Nikki. And the article is titled, titled Welcome to the YOLO economy. Burned out and flush with savings, some workers are quitting stable jobs in search of post-pandemic adventure. Super interesting title right away. You're like, whoa. So basically this article is just talking about this new sect of workers that's happening. And the quote-unquote the New York Times says, for a growing number of people with financial cushions and in-demand skills, the dread and anxiety of the past year are giving way to a new kind of professional fearlessness. So... There are a lot of people that are leaving their jobs altogether. If that's not making me happy or giving me my, the fulfillment that I need, I'm starting my own or I'm going to go work here. So that professional fearlessness has definitely been a factor. And I think that that's something that no matter what edge of the scale you're on, so if you are somebody with financial cushion and feels like you can leave your job Or if you're somebody who is just grateful you have a job, which I know I am. I think a lot of us are just grateful we even have a job throughout this pandemic and all the turmoil of the last year. But no matter what end end you're on, I think that professional fearlessness is coming out a little bit in the sense of job happiness and job fulfillment. I think a lot of what the past year was, was people kind of reflecting on what's really important to me, what's really important into my work life. We got thrust into a whole different work routine and whole different life routine What are the parts that I really enjoyed and what are the parts that I want to leave behind? So if anything, I think it just made people more aware of that. Millennials have definitely been a big age group of like, I really want to work for a company that has like that fulfillment, that mission rather than like just a job. That money factor is always super important, but there's a lot of other things that can be important when assessing a job too. And I think that especially after what's happened over the last year, people are focusing on all of the areas, how a job can be beneficial to their life in more ways than ever before and personally i think the future of work after what we've gone through over the past year and a half is People are like putting their own priorities and wants before their workplace wants in a way. And let me explain that a little bit. So yes, there will always be late nights, long days, emergency calls and things like that. But I mean that in the sense of jobs people are even applying to and reassessing their workplace while they're even there. So I think 2020 opened people's eyes a little bit to how they want to spend their time. And if they started new hobbies and they don't want to give that up, maybe that work from home option So they can cut out that commute time is more important to them. So I think those priorities are just shifting and really that focus on workplace happiness. And I think they just want to create a life where both can exist. More focus on health, happiness, and wealth for sure. And companies are trying to keep up with that and we've already seen that this shift of like really what's important to me and kind of like these self-reflections on like what I want my career to look like this has also made me think that some of the gimmicks for lack of a better word that made certain companies cool air quotes will be less important going forward. That's awesome you have an ice cream machine do you offer flexible work options. Or that's great that there's a foosball table. Do you offer a 401k? If we worked a year or more without those in-office items or those like wow factors and found more peace just by working from home, I don't think you need to have all those to be a great place to work. So that is just my like little prediction that I think some of those things that were cool for that era may still be there, but there will be less of a focus and people will be really trying to focus on like what is actually going to bring my employees like fulfillment. All of that to say, I think, that work from home is definitely going to be a topic that we're going to see a lot of over this year and even, like just time going forward. I think that's going to be a huge conversation with workplaces and it's just interesting to see that that's even an option on the table now. And I know that a lot of my friends they' they have companies where the the business sold that office and everyone just works from remote now forever or now they're offering flexible options so really it's kind of made the potential employee or the employee a little more like, Selective in the sense that that's something you can even look at now like uh, that's how you can base what job offer you're going to take or where you apply and the second one would be that job happiness factor that fulfillment factor. I think there will definitely be more of a focus on that. And companies are already shifting that way to try to get employees and talent to come to them, but I think that's definitely going to be a big factor as well. And I will link every article I mentioned today in the show notes so you can check them out. I definitely recommend reading them. They're really good food for thought and it's just really interesting to think about how mindsets are shifting and even if you don't identify with any of them, it's just interesting to hear how other groups or other people are shifting. And there's some food for thought on your Friday. The whole goal of this episode was to make you aware of some of the shifts happening in the workplace and to look ahead to even more coming. I also wanted it to be a reminder to assess what your own priorities are in your career and your job are and whatever they may be. Even if you love where you're at, I think most of us are just grateful to have a job after the last year and that's totally awesome. Gratitude is amazing and I think we should be grateful to have jobs and they are so fulfilling and that's why this podcast exists, we love jobs. But even still, I think it's always a good idea to think about your future, to see what's important to you and where you want to go in the future and what is a priority for you and your family or even your future self. Things that are priorities now may not always be. So it's just interesting to have these topics on the table right now and I think it's good to know. So I hope that leaves you inspired, some food for thought, some gears turning in your head today, and that is it for our show. Last but not least, the Friday favorite today is, of course, you probably guessed what this is, (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo's new album, Sour obsessed with it she is a rising star and I'm just like where were you when I was in high school girl because I could have used all of these songs and I specifically I love all the hits that we know like good for you driver's license but I really like jealousy jealousy that is such a good one and I think really touches the soul of anyone that works in social media or ever fills it down by social media so definitely check that out Thank you so much for listening to Working Girl Talk. We will be back next week with an interview that I'm excited about. If you feel so inclined, please leave a review for the show and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful work day.